Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton. I am Connor from the House of L. And I'm Rebecca from everywhere. Earth. And we're here. I guess I guess the period the show's in right now is called Super Friends because you know. Took yeah, a no, that makes sense. Have a bunch of people on, so. Um, um, uh, yeah, that no, I mean, and we are super friends. Yes. So the the, the another returning super friend is here, and we're here to talk about the death of Superman. Do you mean the nineties event? No. Why would I be talking I mean, about that? Why would you be talking about that with someone who is who does a DCAU podcast? Yeah, no, I mean the obscure tie-in comic to the 2018 Death of Superman movie, which happens to be written by Louis Simonson, who was one of the driving people behind the Death of Superman event originally, and a big uh, Superman writer in the 90s. And one of the better ones. Yeah, I really like... I mean, I like her generally. I didn't know that she... I didn't know her connection to the Death of Superman storyline. Um, and I'm pretty sure you've mentioned it to me before. Yeah. Um, I guess I should be up front and tell everyone that I've not read the comic, Death of Superman. Yeah, it doesn't um, No, no, but I mean, since this Superman-focused thing, it's just like, it always, I've always wanted to, but every time I mention it, Connor gives me a list of all the things I should read in the run-up to it, and I take them down, like, I'm going to do this, this will be my project, and then totally forget. I guess it's so, like, you um, could just, I mean, you can just read Death, Funeral for a Friend, and Return on Their Own. No, you can't read Death on its own. You have to read the sequels. But um, it's it's just like um, Death is better if you read all that other stuff. But then on the other hand, all that other stuff before Death is better anyway than Death itself, <laughs> right, in my right. opinion. So, but I mean, you know, it's a it's a big comic storyline. I guess it's worth reading. I guess I urge everyone out there if you if you don't really care about the stuff beforehand and you just want to read Death to see all the hubbub, read Death. Funeral for Event and Reign of the Superman because it's one big story. Too many people just read Death and they're like, "Well, was that it?" Yeah, no, I um, really, I, it really is something I want to do. I'm doing one very big comic reading thing at the moment, and once I'm done with that, maybe yeah. if I, if you remind me, then that might be the next thing because it, it's, it's been on my list for about five or six years now. So yeah, I mean, well, we haven't done it on the show yet. I'm, we might do it at some point, I'm not sure. It's just a lot, it's a lot to cover, so I don't know if I can be bothered. Yeah. But, um, quickly, before we start, I want to thank uh, Tasman, our patron, also a returning super friend in the future, and I want to... I was going to say something else. Now I can't... Oh yeah, um, so... the I'm sure a lot of you know the background noise on my microphone, and I, I reduce that background noise a lot when I edit but I can't get rid of it. Uh, I'm not going to be able to get rid of it because it's like the laptop fans. So yeah, there's nothing you, <laughs> you can know, do about that. Sadly, the microphone just picks it up, unfortunately. So yeah, I mean, if you're still listening, you probably enjoy it. So I don't know, but it's a bit of white, bit of white noise in the background. Yeah. So this is the death of Superman. Okay. So to start off, there was an animated version of the death of Superman in 2018. And this is a tie-in comic to that. And this is kind of... Yeah. It's sort of... It, you definitely have to have seen the movie first for it to make any sense. Yeah, I think it, it puts it in context. Which is... Um, which is important. Which is kind of weird to have a comic continuation of a movie. It's even strange. if it's a comic book movie. Um... But it, I mean, it actually kind of works in this case. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'd have been missing lots if I hadn't read this. Mm. Um, but I feel that it added quite a lot to to the film. I I'm definitely recommend it to anyone who watched who's watched the film. Yeah. So that if you want more of that universe as Superman, this is the best place to get it. You see, sort of this universe's version of his villains. Because mm -hmm. you only see him a couple of more times before that universe is over in the animated yeah. universe. So this is, uh, yeah, if you're really, if you're like a fan of Death of Superman and you want more, as in Death of Superman the movie, and you want more, I definitely recommend grabbing this. And, you know, it deserves more. Basically, all the negative reviews on this come uh, from people who don't know it's a tie into the movie. So they right. either like... Yeah, yeah, no, I noticed that. I was like going... 
huh, like people really didn't realize that it was a time. I mean, I, it, nothing really says it is, right? Yeah. To be fair, the trade is misadvertised. It says... Yeah, because uh, obviously I've only got it in trade as well. Like, I don't know what it was uh, done it at says, the time. Uh, untold stories from the biggest Superman event ever, the death of Superman, the wake. That implies it's untold stories from the Death of Superman event originally. It does yeah. does not uh, explain that it's a tie into the film 2018, and it's quite misleading, to be honest. Uh, maybe they were just trying to sell some more copies, because I'm guessing this didn't make any money. Um, which is, yeah, so... But again, yeah, I, I do recommend, if you like the film, to pick this up. It has uh, some teasers for future films yeah. in the series as well. Like, beyond Reign of the Superman. Not that there's many past that. I think there's, like, maybe a yeah, Batman I don't, that's, one. That's, that's where we've got to in our film watching as well, so I don't really know. Yeah. I think there's, like, three left in this universe after this. So, yeah. But, so this is sort of... This was released digitally initially. This wasn't, like, released physically. It was digitally, like, 12 sort of short, very short issues. But the story was three parts. Yes, which and, I liked. And so you have uh, part one is called Power, and that's sort of... Uh, reminded me a bit of Nightfall. I don't know if you've read that. Not for a long time. Um, I mean, anyway, <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about it. But a lot of night, a big part of Nightfall is Batman fighting all his villains before yeah. he fights Bane. And while this didn't really serve the same purpose, it is Superman fighting like I think three of his villains, three or four of his villains in one day. And I mm -hmm. think it's the day he fights Doomsday. Yes, I think it is as well. So, you know, it's like a bit of a tour de force. To see, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I quite enjoyed it. Like, um, Yeah, well, I guess we'll start off with powers yeah. then. I'll get my notes up. Um, as you know, I never have notes. So. Yeah, I, I figured this is like, when it's tricky formats like this, where it's like 12 short stories, I'm like, okay, I'll take notes. No, um, it makes sense, because like, I actually, after I was reading it, I was like, oh. We should take notes, you know. So, the the writer is Louise Simerson for all of this run. Oh yeah, and by the way, she to give you her background on Death of Superman, Jerry Ordway always joked, "Let's kill him off." Right. Um, whenever they were discussing, and then one year she's like, "Yeah, let's do that." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she also she was the one who came up with Steel. That was her okay. Superman in the Reign of the Superman. Um, and she also wrote the issue where Superman's kissing Maxima over Lois Lane's grave. <laughs> and it's like a really good issue with a hilarious cover. <laughs> I really, I do really like, I like her Marvel stuff, so I like her yeah. as a writer. Um, the artist is Kat Staggs, who does the first four uh, mm -hmm. issues, and I really liked her art. I, I did as well, yeah, I thought it was, um, I thought it worked really well. And the colours are Wendy Broom, which are really nice colours. Letterer is Carlos M. Mangle, and the cover artist is Jerry Ordway with Wendy Broom. That's just for Chapter 1, though, so I'm not sure if it's like that for the whole thing. But, yeah, so we get... Uh, well, one of my favourite parts of the animated movie was when all the astronauts died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, because, like, you know... No, it's, it's, a great, it's a great sequence. Yeah, Hank Henshaw's like, oh, you know... Superman will save us, but evidently Superman's busy, and they all blow up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the comic opens with Superman recovering the body of his wife. Yeah, uh, and is... I was which like, is why we're saying it ties in so tightly to the film. Yes, and I was surprised. I'm like, oh, it's tying in that much, and yeah. it's like tying up. It's not really a loose end, but it's no, nice but to it see... shows you, especially when it's something he missed because he was doing other things. Yeah. To see that he had that sort of sense of responsibility and, you know, who also who's else, who else is going to recover the body. Yeah. And uh, mentions that Justice League were helping as well. And there's some really nice dialogue here, actually. Mm -hmm. Well, some really nice writing here. Uh, yeah. Just specifically this first little box, which I'll read out. 
Uh, time is different when you can meet at super speed. You can fit a day's worth of adventure into a few minutes or a lifetime into a day. And uh, I don't know, I really like that. It is, really, and, it, and it sets up these stories, like for it all being in that day and it being the day he dies. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you come back to that one box and it, it's quite a big deal. Yeah. And yeah, it, it just, it didn't feel like, I mean, I haven't read all of her stuff, Simmonson's. No. Like, I've read a chunk, but it didn't feel like she was phoning it in. You know? No. It felt like, oh, she's trying, even though this comic is probably read by very few people. And I will point out as well, you know, the art the art style in the film is like, he's wearing his New 52 costume, kind of, but it's like a darker colour, and he's very chunky, um, <laughs> and he has no neck, which Rebecca took issue with. Uh, I didn't like it very much, yeah. I this... mean, I liked he generally, mm. but he, the no neck got to me a little bit too much. In this comic, he just looks like New 52 Superman. Yeah. Um, which is interesting With because... a bit of a funny haircut. His hair looks a bit messy yeah well that, that, i think that's what it usually likes looks like in the new 52 um there's no traditional curl uh and it's as interesting because obviously this is two years <clears throat> wow <laughs> two years after the new 52 yeah. finished and yeah yeah so it must have been very confusing for people yeah if you didn't know but i think it's neat to see Superman back in the Nifty 2 costume. I like the costume. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people threw their feces at the wall. But hey, you know, it's not that changed. No, I, like, I really like it as well. Uh, there is a bit of an error as he has his traditional underpants on the outside in the first panel, which is a nice panel, but then he has the... Yeah, then they go. <laughs> yeah. So... He takes them off somewhere on the way to the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, they're not there by the end of that first page. I also like this part about how he just has names lodged into sort of his subconscious. Mm-hmm. So, like, he hasn't deliberately done it, but if he hears a name, then he'll, like... Or if a name is said, he'll just kind of hear it and metallic. And they're quite, they're quite precise names as well. I mean, it's not like, you know, I mean, like, all of his... his his uh the the antagonist that people like metallo yeah no one's going to be saying it as a oh yeah you know <laughs> named my baby metallo <laughs> yeah or call their dog come here metallo yeah Not, uh... so yeah the so first... it makes sense first chapter was this sort of universe's version of metallo general lane's a little bit nicer in this and we get a, a, a thing i liked about all these fights is they were generally kind of clever solutions yeah, I like that as well. Uh, apart from obviously using the heat and the uh, ice, quite well. Then it's called, um, isn't the chapters called something like fire and ice, mm. hot and cold, blowing hot and cold, um, which is, is a great title for yeah. something with with Superman. Um, I appreciate the cleverness there, uh, but yeah, they're not just punching someone. Yeah, Metallo resents being turned into a cybernetic weapon, basically. And so, to, you know, Superman sort of melts the ground under him and then freezes it. Yeah. And he sort of traps him underground. Uh, so he's kind of stored there until he can be locked up again. And, you know, and Mattel is cool. He's like, you know, he's not rah-rah. He's uh, sort of on a bit of a power trip and he's like disoriented, I guess. Um, yeah. So it was neat. Yeah, you know, it's like it's actual. Quite, it's, it's pretty cool. It's the and yeah, Superman says he's, he's not going to keep him forever. Yeah. So, I mean, there's what like ten pages or whatever, but everyone yeah, gets very, actual very characterization. Small. Everyone gets something to do. Yeah. You can easily make this Superman just beats up the bad guy, but they bothered to give these characters little arcs. Yeah. So I think you know you get points for that. And I think this is of the three stories. This is my favorite. Um, the three. Chunks, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. Powers has my favourite artwork. I really like the Cat yeah. Stags art. Uh, and we get a set up for Parasites. Yeah. Who? So, so we're let. I'm. I'm on less even keel on knowing who these baddies are. Yeah. But that was kind of cool for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like you get, and again, you get an introduction to to the character, mm. why he's doing what he's doing, why he wants to go for Superman. You know, because, you know, be like, 
why would you go for someone like who can beat you up? <laughs> yeah, it gives you. And it's like, oh no, his juice is like way cooler. <laughs> yeah, the Par- parasite wants to absorb Superman's powers because they're the juiciest and the yeah, strongest. And who wouldn't want Superman's powers, right? Yeah. And yeah, I've I've always liked Parasite. I think he's one of Superman's better rogues that isn't mm. used much. Oh, I'd like to read more of him. Mm. I guess uh, that, was, that was the nice thing about this is like you kind of get these touch pieces of yes, I'd like to now I get a vague idea. I want more of an idea. Yeah, and they're not just like Lex on Brainiac. The no, they're not they're exactly like... his lesser known villains, but they're just other villains that don't get as much yeah exposure. I know Phil Kennedy Johnson is doing a big Metallo thing. That's his next Mongol. Right. Um, I've, I've never been super into Metallo. I thought he was good in like. They're all ones I've heard of more, and I've never really yeah. heard of Parasite. So, like, that was the difference to me. Is like, you know, I've even if I don't know Metallo well, or I yeah. didn't know Mongol well, I'd at least heard of them. But, like, uh, I'd just never really even heard of Parasite. Right, Parasite's the big bad in... One of the big bads in the Man of Tomorrow's Superman movie, which came out 2020. Okay. Which I've been waiting for yet. a sequel for, yeah, and yeah. haven't gotten... <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so Parasite's cool, but I guess he's a character you don't want to use too much. Yeah. Because his powers, like, yeah, you know, he wants to drain Superman, that might become repetitive. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and, but he, he's got a good episode in the animated series, even though he's very PGified. Right. He doesn't kill the people he touches in that. Um, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he. Yeah, he manages to get a good drain on and get Superman's powers. Yeah. And he, he does manage to grab Superman. Yep, he does. He's a sneaky one. Uh, like, it's very hot and sunny that day, so Superman gets his energy back pretty quick. Superman gets energy back. Um, Parasite gets overwhelmed by, like, all the loud noises and stuff once he gets Superman's powers, so he kind of, like, that helps a lot. Yeah, yes, um, yeah, that part, yeah. Yeah, but then obviously Superman needs to recharge. So it's nice to it's nice to also see them referencing the the power from the sun thing. Yeah. Um, and then they they have a little bit of a chase. Yeah, Superman <laughs> kind of baits him. Yeah. By running a bit slower, and then he dumps a bunch of scrap metal on him. Yep. With a and you know what's happening here. <laughs> oh, I I kind of did. Yeah, he starts melting it with his slag, and then he gets covered in the slag, and Superman yeah. dries it with his freeze breath again and um a similar kind of thing but like this time it's uh parasite that, that yeah. melts it well this one's called containment actually yeah uh, but the, it turns out he meant to put the lid over parasite like the truck lid so this is yeah. kind of a happy accident yeah um and like you know there's some funny things like he can't they thought he was like a genius for doing that so he didn't tell them to shatter their <laughs> dreams and like the warden wants the container is like a souvenir <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? it's kind of like it's surreal um, um and then he hears his mum screaming at the end which is obviously another of his little triggers yeah I love this one yeah I think this the, one might the... be might, might, might be my favourite in terms of things I've never heard of but are adorable as well as you know, a little bit scary yeah. Um, or I assume Blast Fire was a thing before this issue, but maybe not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, okay. I, I didn't really well, look that up, but I know, I'm pretty sure Toy Master... I've heard of Toy Master, and he was in one of the TV shows, right? Um, yeah, not... so it, it's yeah. usually Toy Man. So the, the idea in this comic is Toy Man created Toy Master, and Toy Master's kind of like a robot. Because yeah, Toy, Toy yeah. Man's window shot, who they mentioned, but um, or Winslow shot, whatever. But uh, I looked up. I think Toy Master is in another DC animated movie. Yeah, I so think I might I've be tying seen into that. Because I was a little bit confused, but um, yeah, this was this was a yeah, it was weird. I liked it, um, but it was like his giant a giant toy like. <laughs> Yeah, I thought, no, but I thought it was cute that like, like that his mom was going to get this toy fixed yeah. because it was Clark's favorite, and then this giant version of it 
is ends up being what Superman's fighting. Yeah, he's after Bruno Mannheim, who was the guy Superman beats up at the start of the movie. Yeah. In his goofy gear. It's uh, just very funny to see like Superman fighting essentially what a robot in the 40s or 50s would look like. That's true, actually. It was probably a bit of a nod to that, actually. Yeah, the... so I quite like that, because it was just like, it just felt like I was in a slightly different era, even though it, yeah. this is like, you know, it's Clark's, you know, when you find out that it's Toy Master and mm. whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, but I just like seeing the big, <laughs> big toy robot child. He really. does look like one of the mechanical monsters in that uh, Flasher cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think all robots looked a bit like that. So, but yeah, it's a nice nod to, I guess, his uh, origins and yeah. how old a character he is. But yeah, I think this uh, time heat vision doesn't work on this robot. Yeah. So this is, but I think this is after. Yeah, this is this would be after uh, Lois had dinner with his parents. Yeah. Um. And, uh, yeah, he dies, Toy Master dies at the end, or shuts down, yeah. or something. Um, and yeah, then Lobo is the tease for next issue. I don't know if Lobo's uh, been in the... Um, I think we've got something with Lobo coming up. He is in Man of Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, so... but I, yeah, I think it might, it might be coming up in something, because I do not like Lobo, so this is uh, fun. The title of that one was the harder they fall, and the cover yep. the cover art is the same for every one. So. Yeah. And the title for this one is Slugfest. Slugfest. I quite uh, like this one. I, I actually, like, yeah, even, I did like it. Despite not liking Lobo, it works here. Yeah. For me. This is this is Lobo I can handle and don't mind. Yeah. So Superman's like, uh, he's feeling annoyed, or he's like, you know. Just yeah, he's a, like a, one enemy after the other. Like, you know. Well, I used to sort of want to think what happened with Toy Master. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, like, you know, it wasn't really Toy Master's fault. Yeah. And, but, um... Just yeah, wants so he's to like, hit something. And there's Lobo, and he's like, well, I can hit Lobo, because he's never up to anything good, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and so he does. So he sees Lobo going after a kid, and he's like, you know what, I'm just going to punch the crap out of this guy. I'm looking forward to a mindless brawl. And they start fighting. And for and once, Lobo's like, the reasonable one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Lobo goes, like, it's not a child. Let me do it. Yeah. So Lobo, like, punches him into the mouth of the thing to show him. It turns into, like, a giant... Uh... Wormy plant thing. Uh, that's much... I was going to say, like, a big piece of poo with, like, a mouth. <laughs> is. I don't know, it's like... <laughs> Let's stick with wormy plant thing. But, yeah, it's like this... It's sort of shapeshifted to, like, weird shapes and... Yeah. Superman's It would be like a wound, but it looks like a worm, but it looks a bit more like a uh, plant. Yeah, yeah, so, like, Superman gets stuck in it, and he's talking about the guts are full of acid and whatever, in the end he gets mm. out. And gets out the mouth, we think, the mouth. Which I thought Jonah when that happened. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, there's, it's like a sea creature, and it stores its mass in another dimension, which I thought was cool. And that is cool, yeah. it's responsible for the destruction of oceans on 30 worlds. Uh, or it does equal the local white form. Eat all the local white forms and poops poison. So yeah, they probably want to stop it. Uh, so, and Lobo suggests freeze breath. and Yeah, then he takes it out with like a... Ghostbusters, or no, a shrinking <laughs> ray. Yeah. Which looks like it looks a bit like. That does look thing. a bit like a thing of poo now. Once it's shrunk down. <laughs> and Lobo even offers Superman half the bounty, which he like never does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Superman's like, "It's fine, keep it. That's my apology. Uh, you know, just leave." And yeah, and then he's off to lunch with Lois, and then we see Doomsday under the ocean. Yep. Right. Um, Either breaking out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's the first one. So that they're pretty cool. I just noticed the little pun. He's like, "I'm sparring with Wonder Woman. I got to give. I got to have focus. Or I'm going to get slaughtered." 
And yeah. that's a bit of dark humor, considering what yeah, happens I later. Yeah, I laugh at that Yeah. It's good to know Wonder Woman's tougher than Metallo, Parasite, Toy Master, and Lobo combined. Yeah. Not sure, but, you know, not far off. So then we get to Chapter 5, which is about my beloved Jimmy Olsen. Uh, trying to get better pictures and solve a crime. Well, no, he wants to be a reporter. He wants to do more than just take pictures. Yeah, so, yeah, this was the second part, um, which I thought was good, but probably, like, the weakest for me. Yeah, I uh, liked it because it was a shift in tone, but um, I think that's what it was good for, was breaking it up to make it, to have something a bit more yeah. off-kilter and then going to sort of the sadder stuff. So, yeah, so this this is called Proof, and this whole thing focuses on Jimmy Olsen. So it's the only one of the three that don't focus on Clark. Which is... Yeah. So originally I read this, and I'm like, oh, so the next issue will be from someone else's point of view on that day. I thought that um, might happen, and then it doesn't. No. I thought it was going to be like Lois or someone else, but yeah, uh, it doesn't. Yeah. And so this is... Pencil is Joe Ojeda... Ojeda, Inca, Jose, Marzan Jr. Colorist is again Wendy Broom, and the rest is the same. Uh, sorry for any mispronunciations, as usual. But yeah, Jimmy's got great picks. Uh, what? Oh yeah, uh, daring rescue. Uh, so yeah, this is a helicopter crash where uh, two choppers collide. Tall choppers collide over East River. MPD hero saves small passenger. That was like the front page. Jimmy Olsen got. Um, and, yeah, so they, this is where they find out, oh, there's a big fight going on. Yeah. The mayor's been kidnapped, and this is, like, the opening of the film, but from yeah. Jimmy's point of view. But from Jimmy's point of view, he's trying to get a good picture. Yeah. But he's also just been having this talking to about how he's going to need to try and do some better reporting, actual writing. Yeah. So he's thinking about the kind of thing Lois would ask and stuff like that. Yeah, we get uh, takes a photo with Superman and Bibbo. Yeah, and yeah, um, we get the Just Flash and show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they talk a bit about apocalypse and stuff. Uh, he asks them a few questions. He does. No, he, he doesn't. He asks he? Uh, Sawyer and Turpin. I'm pretty sure Maggie Sawyer has blonde, short hair in the film, but she yeah. looks. I think she, she had brown know. hair in the original comics. I can't remember. Um, oh, yeah, he, she gets you know, a they, couple of questions in. They tell him some things. Yeah. You know, so... A bit of that intergang and... Yeah. <laughs> that ad Lex Tech criminally good products. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. Yeah. So... Jimmy's printing out the pictures, and he notices like an Ace of Clubs thing on the ground, and he doesn't think it's Bibbo's because Bibbo wasn't that close to the fight, and it's like directly next to one of the goons. Oh yeah, it's a matchbox, a matchbook. Yeah, so he goes to chase that lead, and he tells Perry about it, and in the next issue, Perry kind of shoots him down. <laughs> um, and this part's called Proof Shots. What was the first part called? Oh. Pitching the stories and taking the. It's the same artist as last time, same yeah. Inca. And yeah, everyone's like, Jimmy, you know, you're overreacting. That's what everyone's saying. And Clark's like, Inner Gang's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't mess with them. But he also tells. He also says, I think you're onto something. Yeah. He's very sweet anyway. He says, you know, go talk to Lois. I'm bu busy-ish. <laughs> yeah, then he goes to get his free meal from Bibbo. But on the way, he's going to go check out yeah. some, uh, some more leads. Yeah, he asked Bibbo about them. And, you know, in a genius move, he follows these goons from the bar, from the bar yeah. that Bibbo points out. Real genius when you're Jimmy. Don't do yeah. this. I mean, this is the stuff Lois used to do. Now, she yeah. She doesn't really do it anymore, which is kind of a bummer, because now she's boring, but... Um, 
it was the, one of the cool things about her is how many risks she'd take. There's, there's, there's a point where like your non-superhero characters get too hyper-competent at everything they do. You know? Yeah. Uh, but Jimmy, Jimmy's still getting into trouble, I guess. But um, yeah. He climbs up the fire escape, climbs into the office door of the... Yeah, where he wants to be. Stuff. Oh, they got apocalypse guns, parademons, all that stuff. And he gets caught. Shocking. Shocking that he gets yeah. caught. There she ends there. Yeah, next one, which is cool. I mean, these are like quote unquote issues. They're not normal issues. They're not. They're yeah, they're, I think they were digital issues somewhere. I read somewhere. But... Yeah. And he's trying to come off as like a junkie. <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, but they find his ID. Yes, which mm. is a clear giveaway. Jimmy, I things like that. Yeah, and there is Jimmy Olsen's basically Superman's personal paparazzi. So like, well, we're going to hold him hostage so they'll release Bruno yeah. Mannheim. And they have a big cannon there, powerful enough to take out Superman. Ooh, big cannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tells Jimmy to yell, but. Yeah, Jimmy escapes self-defense classes. Well, he kind of escapes. He kicks uh, the guy in the balls. But then the main gun comes in. It's like there's a big monster trashing everyone. And then the monster throws a truck in thing that kills everyone <laughs> but Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> it's a blessed life. Mm. And then Jimmy hits the monster with the cannon. That uh, doesn't work. <laughs> nope, the monster oh, the monster's doomsday. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's doomsday. And then he finds this, the, uh, yeah, so he fires it at Doomsday. Doomsday keeps going. The next one is called Focus. Uh, and the previous one was called Into the Fire. I'm kind of racing these Jimmy ones because like, they're entertaining enough to read, but there's not that much to summarise. Yeah, so uh, he's taking close-ups of, uh, of, uh, yeah. of the, yeah. And then Batman Doomsday. saves him. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. And then Batman's getting ragdolled. Kind of. Yeah, well, but Jimmy's it. taking pictures of it. So. And then Wonder Woman goes and fights Doomsday and throws him into the sky with the lasso. Yeah. And their fight continues elsewhere. And did you know about Suicide Slum? That's like a thing. Um, I didn't know. It's like the, well, it's the slums of Gotham, uh, not Gotham, uh, Metropolis. Right. Uh, I remember I read a story where Superman tried to clean up Suicide Slum and he couldn't, so... Uh, it's like it's like a little uh, area that Metropolis has. You know, it's, it's nice when Metropolis gets fleshed out. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it is. So I mean, because you don't, they don't tend to name. Yeah. Them. I think like you don't tend to know what areas are called. You just think, oh, it's Metropolis, and of course, any city would absolutely know. I know uh, Black Lightning, I think, was living there for a while. He was technically, like, a Metropolis superhero, and that was his, like, Right, place. okay. And that's that where all sense. his comics took place, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, you know, and so Perry's like, you got to get a chopper, go find Lois, and then we cut to Lois at the lunch with Clark, where we don't see it, but we know she gets the big reveal of I'm Superman. Yeah. And uh, it ends with super, like Superman flies past the chopper to fight Doomsday, and Lois is looking uh, disoriented. Yeah. Clearly because of the news she's just got, but it didn't um, think. And there's a little thing at the end saying the Doomsday battle concludes in the death of Superman animated film. <laughs> yeah, so that's your first sign that you uh, what you need to watch next. Yeah. And then we get to the actual... Yes, then we get to the wake part. Uh, which, I guess the trade is called the wake, but I think the, the digital series is just called The Death of Superman 2018. Not sure. So uh, this is writer Louis Simonson, artist Laura Braga, colorist Wendy Broom is back, letter is Carlos M. Anguil. Uh, I actually like Laura Braga's art. She did a yeah, I like it a lot as well. She did a really nice artwork for Superman Red and Blue, um, and yeah, so we get this. The Wake is the third story here, and it's basically the Justice League members sort of reminiscing. Um, 
and yeah, we have Batman saying that uh, he's got a newspaper article and he's saying it's trash. I mean, he's referring to the four supermen that have popped up, which we do see at the end of the Death of Superman film. They end that with um, four post-credit sequences. Yes. Which was a good just, gag. You know, it's a good gag, but not entirely necessary. It was it was good, but it was like they ended things. Yeah, so Batman doesn't think any of those guys are the real Superman, neither does the Flash or Cyborg. And, you know, we, uh, Wonder Woman has some old photos of her and Clark, and Shazam gets speaking lines. <laughs> yeah. And he gets unusual. to be there, because he wasn't in yeah, Death of Superman. Yeah, nice, you know. And he should have been in Death of Superman, because he's part of, he's like a founding member of the Justice League in this, so... Uh, this is the last time you'll see him with speaking lines. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Um, yeah, so I guess Wonder Woman flashes back to the moment that she realised his heart was with Lois and not her. Now, I think this is a bit of a continuity error. Because they're talking about fighting off the parademons. Right. Um, yeah. But, like, they, they didn't meet until Darkseid showed up. And these parademons are supposed to be, like, a scout force for Darkseid. So, you know, I think that's, like, a plot hole. But I guess I'll give it a pass. Because <laughs> I think there was, like, six years, I want to say, since... Justice League War came out, but still. Uh, it's yeah, it's been a while, me. so... Um, yeah, they said they weren't, they weren't, they were an advance force sent by Darkseid, and it's like, you guys did not meet until well into the invasion. Like, none of them met. In fact, uh, Billy wasn't even Shazam at that point. He becomes Shazam halfway through that movie. So... Yeah, that's weird. Unless it's some other thing, but I'm pretty sure they think Darkseid's done and dusted in the animated films, so... Um, anyway, moving past that... Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he... She notices he's, like... Basically, the story boils down to uh, Lois and Jimmy get in trouble. Yeah. And he uh, saves... Superman has to help. Yeah, he saves Lois. He notices he's quite overprotective of Lois. Yeah. Um, and that's basically it. And, uh... Jimmy, get inside now! Yeah. He held a clutch to his heart to see what is very romantic. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought this was okay. I think it's the weak... It's probably the weakest of the Justice League ones, but... Oh, it's definitely the weakest of the Justice League ones. Yeah. Um... Like, undoubtedly. Felt a bit um, like a, oh, this is why they broke up, or whatever. Or, yeah. I don't know. Not that it showed them breaking up, but yeah. Anyway, that one was called, if I didn't say it before, it was called uh, Picking Up the Pieces, and this one is called Flashback. Yeah, now we get some... Now, I quite like the whole sequence yeah. of the ones now. And this one's of, like... The more sort of telling stories of... Yeah. It that... felt like it had a proper wake feeling about it. The penciler was uh, Jesus Marino... Anchor was Andy yeah. Owens, same colorist and writer. Um, now this one, uh, this is a good one. Uh, so this is the Flashes. Flash, hey, I get it. Flashback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but the Flash has a trophy from Mister McSpitlick, fastest man alive. And uh, King Bripsk. <laughs> Uh, who is from, notably, he is the king in Grant Morrison's Action Comics, who was murdered. Um, yes, which thankfully you made me read. Yes. And when I say made, encouraged me to read, and yeah. I greatly enjoyed. So I felt like I actually had a good handle on this one, which, so I can thank mm. you again for that. Yeah. And he, he was in, like, two issues in the 40s or 50s. Uh, but that's it. So I think it's one of those obscure characters Grant Morrison dug up and brought back. 
Um, yeah, but good fit. I mean, that's what Grant does best, like, yes. right? Yeah. One of the things Grant does best. Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, shouldn't limit them to uh, things that Grant does best, but that is one of the things that I always find that they do really well. I have heard he does it a bit too much in his Green Lantern run. <laughs> uh, I only read half his Green Lantern run because after that I was too confused. Right. But I really loved what I read. Like, So okay. I read the whole of season one, but I didn't read the second season. Number mm. one, because I was pulling more comics then, so I kind of ran out of money. And number two, because it also became very confusing to me. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed what I read of it. So I have all of it. I just haven't read it yet. Yeah, I think I would probably pick up the second half at some time um, yeah. and give it a go. But you know. So mix a bit like bet on Superman King, Brits bet on the Flash. Yeah. And they grabbed Metropolis and Central City, weave them together, and put them on the fifth dimension. And they're like, or Imp World, I should say. Yeah. You're basically like, whoever loses, <laughs> your city's stuck here. But whoever wins gets whatever wish they want. I'm like, well, I already knew the wish was going to be that. The city yeah, we already know what the like... wish is going to be. <laughs> like, but, but, you know, what actually, else it it's not the cleverest. But it's cool to yeah. watch them, to watch the race. And it's, you know, and they they strike me as very much the kind of stories you would tell at Awake. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, showing them all at their best and... Yeah. Funny stories to lift the mood a bit. And like, uh, a, you know. like every Superman Flash race, this was quite fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They race on like the yellow trick road and there's like these trick bricks that just yeah. change something. Which I is such a great idea. Love the art of them racing and like their two yeah. heads are in the background with little planets. I thought that was really cool. But... It's just, there's some beautiful, beautiful pages in amongst this. Yeah. And... So, like, in this one, the gravity's increased by a lot, which will hinder the Flash. Yeah. And they actually, I don't know if you noticed, but on that top panel, you see the Flash, like, getting shrunk down by the gravity. Oh, and yeah. And Superman's, like, upright, and I thought that was a really neat little yeah. touch. And then we get the second challenge, which is just crits my gas in Superman's face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, that's a bit of an easy one just chuck some gas at him yeah and then we get ice which is like whoa but superman melts all the ice yeah and then they get pitch black and they kind of help each other through each of they these. are helping each yeah. other yeah yeah which is nice and then they get trapped in amber which is the last one and the flash breaks out first and goes to the finish line which may have been yep. part of the plan he's got his little vibration thing yeah yeah he vi he did something with <laughs> the vibration frequencies apparently it was faster than Nick Spitlick expected yeah um and yeah Sup Superman it's because Superman told him to use all his powers so not oh, yeah. like he created a pulse of his vibrations and um so it's kind of Superman's fault that he lost but uh yeah the Flash wishes for Metropolis back, and I like he briefly turns Metropolis into a zoo. Yeah, which a, is funny. Don't feed the humans sign. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we get back, and uh, Superman says the Flasher won't have one fair and square anyway if they just race the normal course. But now we'll never find out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one was much a much better showcase of like Superman's character. Than the previous I thought one. so. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, this was, yeah, I, I, you're right. The the previous one was a little bit weird, and then once we got into these stories, I just really mm. just settled in and really enjoyed it. And thought, I wish there was more Superman comics like this. You know, yeah. Like, but I, they're they're kind of sad because they're bittersweet because they're supposed to be the stories yeah. you would tell at someone's wake. So they're they're all kind of like these from a loving perspective. There's no, there's not as much. Um, the next one was weird. So Clyde. Aquaman's one. Yeah, so the... But I loved it as well, obviously. Yeah. Um... But I didn't, I mean... Called, yeah, are, like, are, are octopus, squid, whatever they are, are they mollusks? I don't I didn't think, think so. I think they were. So that just confused me from the beginning, because when he said he's a mollusk, I thought we were going to get this little shellfish. Yeah. <laughs> Do they grow into... 
Uh, I don't know, but I'm not even... Whatever. I just think the mollusk is wrong, or maybe Americans call things differently. But my little squid pal, his little squid pal, or whatever he is. (sighs) So Aquaman says he can hear a telepathic call from here. He's fighting with Martian Manhunter and Green Lanterns and back in Shazam and Wonder Woman. And he hears this fish. I think mollusk can be a squid. Right. Okay. Just looking so at then it it's now, just my it's, knowledge about it. There, there's seventy five thousand species of soft bodied invertebrate animals. That's what okay. a mollusk is. And there's like a little chart here with like different types, and one of them is a squid. Uh, and then there's like a yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I accept that then. But uh, yeah. So, yes, Clyde. Uh, and and yeah, then Aquaman's so, going to tell you the story about why Clyde... I thought the, the mollusk was quite cute. I it's did got, as like, well. big eyes. So, as yeah, I always knew we were going to get this cute, like, Superman helps an animal, animal helps <laughs> a super, You know, I, I already knew I was going to love this story. Um, so, prop to yeah. Green Lantern just using a giant broom <laughs> with his lantern yeah. powers to clean up the Justice League. Yeah, so the, it's amazing. Artist for this is John... Bogdanovic. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He was like a big 90s art, I guess. artist. Yeah. I like it a lot. He, he has uh, a lot of tentacles to, to cover in this. He drew, I think, the Steel series with Louis Simonson, and he drew, like, the Louis Simonson Man of Steel title. Uh, so they worked together before. Yeah. And the colorist is Wendy Broom again. But yeah, so I like how Martian Man has, like, Superman had a pet mollusk. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, why is his name Clyde? And then Aquaman's like, I don't know why you called him Clyde. And we never find out why. So... But Clyde is a hero mollusk. <laughs> yes. Yes, as you said, the squid are attacking the oil rig. Well, it's like this giant transformed monster. Yeah. These huge tentacles are taking down thing. an oil rig. And uh, Superman and Aquaman are there to uh, to help. Yeah. Uh, get the human, get the people off it because the oil rig's doomed. That's not getting saved. Um, I like, and you know, I like that they're all using their powers. I like Superman's how many people. About five thousand people. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. They're all <laughs> like, it's big... not possible how many people he's carrying. Uh... Just, just in terms of their their balance, not in terms of his like his his strength. Maybe but, they're like um... holding on to each other. Yeah, I think they must be, but yeah. I, that would I would still be terrified. Yeah. Um, he's using his. They're using everything they can. Like he's using his freeze breath. He's like. Yeah. Uh, but then Arthur hears a cry for help. <laughs> it's a sad little and mollusk. A sad little mollusk with its some of its tentacles chopped off. Uh, and Superman can hear that it's freezing, but its heart's still beating. So he warms him up. Yeah, it's very wholesome. Um... And, and Superman immediately starts calling him Clyde. Yeah, which was like, and then where did Clyde come from? Asking him what's going on, he says, "Clyde, you know what caused this? No <laughs> idea where Clyde came from as a name, but okay. Maybe it's an uh, in joke or something. Maybe. Um, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, and we find out Orm's behind it. He's transforming all these Orm creatures into into monsters. Hilarious as usual. Uh, no, costume. and then the next panel is possibly the cutest thing ever. Is yeah. Clyde sitting on Superman's shoulder as they swim through the water? But he's pointing to what yeah. direction Superman just swim. I'm sorry, everyone. Like, it shouldn't be the way that there's a girl on the podcast, and, <laughs> and I'm just obsessed by this. It's very funny. And again, I I like how both the previous story and this story are funny. Like yes. they're, they're humorous, and and again, it strikes me as very much the kind of thing people talk about at funerals. Is like, tell me a funny story about them because everyone's so down mm-hmm. that you and they're still, you know, saying how great the person who died was. But you're getting these sort of like funnier sides, yeah. Because just to to lighten the mood a bit, and and this one is just so frankly ridiculous. And it's like, I want to know why <laughs> we've not seen Clyde before. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, so we find out Orm's transforming all these sea creatures into hideous Orm giant monsters. Patrick Wilson. I like Patrick Wilson. He does play Ocean Master, which surprised me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I it's, like that. it's James Wan, so I think that's how he got like... Yeah, I'm sure of it. Um, he was very good in it. I, my favourite bit of him was him. To be honest, he's the only reason I would watch it. Him and William I love. Defoe. I literally love Patrick Wilson. Because I... Like, 
I'm not interested otherwise. It looks really boring. But, um, yeah, so Orm is like, ah, I'm going to get you with my big magic trident. Yeah, they have big fights. Yeah. And, they're, they're like, and then he <laughs> aims it at Superman. Yes. And Clyde jumps in the way. Yeah. He all his little tentacles out. Yeah, he, he so, wants to, like, transform Superman, but he transforms Clyde into, like, a giant thing, and then Clyde eats him. Yeah, which is or hilarious. <laughs> doesn't eat him, but, like, nearly does. He, yeah, he he gets in the way enough to distract him so that yeah. um, Superman can get behind him and snatch the trident. Yeah. And, and there is very, that is very him. funny. It's like Superman on one side and uh, Aquaman on the other side, both sort of tapping Orm on his shoulder. <laughs> What's that weird like, splat like... sound effect? <laughs> yeah, there's some very funny sound And you got, like, like, the drops coming from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just the tap, tap, tap. It's like, it wouldn't make a sound underwater, but okay. Hey, I just um, realised Aquaman's getting speaking lines here. I know, which this is more is than the... he gets most places. And it's the last time you'll see them as well. Do you remember when he got a whole movie to himself? Well, kind of. Well, to be fair, they're the two we've just watched. <laughs> the one we just watched. Yeah. I, uh, I liked the Throne of Atlantis movie. I liked um, it. And then we watched the DC Superhero Girls one next, which is uh, Rage of Atlantis. Interesting. And Arthur gets like five minutes in that, if that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about it's about Mera because it's DC superhero girl. Oh, um, okay, that makes sense. And she's she only she meets Arthur for the first time, so presumably if that story ever carried on, we would see more of him. But we yeah. don't. He gets kind of like we were joking about it. He kind of gets frozen and <laughs> then isn't in the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. But yeah, he um. They they have Clyde in a in a little fish tank. And now uh, and Clyde tries to say with Superman, but now Superman yeah. is dead, and Clyde looks very sad. He does. He's got those big like cat puss in boots eyes. Yeah. And they have a you know Clyde just wants to go home now because Superman's gone, and then Aquaman takes Clyde into the ocean, and there's like a big there's a big Superman. Superman in the background. Yeah, that's a really nice last with, panel with the hair curl. Yeah. yeah. Yes, the curl. And Marshmallow Hunt is waving goodbye. Um, <laughs> to Clyde or to Aquaman, yeah. who knows? So that's I Seagull. Like Clyde. <laughs> yeah, the Seagull's just squawking. Yeah, but I, I like that this one does seem to have a lot of uh, colour in the background. Like, even where Marshmallow Hunter and Arthur are walking over, sorry, Aquaman, uh, yeah. you can see, like, the Daily Planet in the background. Things yeah. Like, that. like the other ones haven't had quite as much detail, I don't think. And this one's suddenly got a lot more detail and, and fun with some of the um, underwater This stuff. This is my favourite one, I think. The uh, the Clyde one? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. That, that and the Flash one as well, but probably this one. I love overall. both of them together because they're both yeah. like, they show a side of Superman you don't see that often. Yeah. Except in in small slithers. Like, you see it emerge, but you don't usually get a whole comic of it. Yeah. In a sort of non, uh, young, like, ch- children's young adult sort of mm. title. Um, and it's just such a lovely idea that this, <laughs> that he connects with this, uh, squid thing and then yeah. it saves him and then he decides to come home with him. Like, yeah. It's not like you, you kind of expect him to be practical and like, no, no, go back to the ocean. You know, Arthur will keep an eye on you. But it's like, no, no, he came, he, he went and hung out with, uh, Superman. I guess because, Aquaman could talk to him, so Clyde's like, I want to go... Yeah, yeah. Superman. <laughs> yeah. You know? Come, um, come to the Fortress of Solitude. And then yeah. we get Bats. Yes, so... Because we have to have Batman's story last. Yeah, I was like, who's going to be last? Like, oh, it's going to be Batman last. But it, it would be... be Batman. It would be cool if it was Shazam. But... Um... Uh, it'd be cool if it was Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nightwing does exist, so... He does exist. But, um, like, yeah, no, it's Batman. So this uh, is telling us, uh, yeah, what is this one called? The Wake, What's Show it? Me, and Cat Stags has returned for this last one. The colour is yep. Wendy Broom again. So, yes. This is all about how Superman gave Batman some Kryptonium. Yeah. Kryptonite. Kryptonium. <laughs> I don't, I'm That's okay, it's very funny Kryptonite. though. Um, no, because it's like me calling uh, a droid a robot the other yeah. day. It's like my head's just not <laughs> with it. Like it feels like I've just been designed this week to annoy people by saying things like that. Be equipped tonight. So this, um, I've read this the original story where Superman gives Batman the Kryptonite ring, 
And that's like the only memorable part of that story, besides how bland it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen this told three times. Mm-hmm. Here, that one I just mentioned, called Dark Knight Over Metropolis, and um, the end of Justice League Doom, when Batman inadvertently nearly kills everyone with his big plan. You remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. And then Superman, yeah, everyone's like, get out of here, you loser, I hate you. And then Superman gives him the kryptonite ring, and he's like, they're still friends, you can kill me. And I was like, alright. Uh, you know, it's funny, it's like... It, giving giving Batman kryptonite works if you're the, you know, classic world's finest best friends, right? Like, if yeah. they're best buddies. But if Batman... It's the only way it works. If Batman's a paranoid asshole that it doesn't yeah. work, because he might just use it when he doesn't need to, you know? Yeah. Uh, which, is, which was the case in the Dark Knight over Metropolis, where Superman gives mm-hmm. it to him, and they're not best buddies. So, anyway, that doesn't have anything to do with this, because in this they are buddies, so... Um, not that we ever see it. It would have been No, cool but I like think a... the assumption is they're right, they are, yeah. Yeah. But this is also a Lex one, as well. Yeah. Sort of doubles as a Lex story. Yeah, Lex cons him. Yeah. Lex has a war suit. And we get Mercy, who yeah. doesn't kill in this. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we get the Lex war suit, and he basically collapses a bridge, and he laces the bridge with kryptonite around the crack. Yeah, like kryptonite so, powder. And the so kryptonite's on the suit. Can't, yeah. Yeah, so Superman can't hold it up. He makes Superman look bad, saves the bridge... But, I mean, Superman still helps out and he lifts up cars and stuff, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Superman's doing a lot, but, like, Lex is like, oh, this alien can't help us, people of human, people of Earth, we must stand up for ourselves, which yeah. seemed like a very, uh, that, that is the kind of speech yeah. someone would make. And he basically put all these people in danger just so he, he could make it look like he was saving them and Superman wasn't able to. Yeah. And that makes Superman lose it a bit. Yeah. Uh... And he takes out Lex with heat. And mission. Lex is like, yeah, prove that you've got kryptonite. And so he basically burns a bit around the suit where the kryptonite is, yeah. is being held. Doesn't explain how he managed to get it in a box. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Superman, he has his ways. Uh, but, uh, Probably got Arthur to get it or something. <laughs> Superman's like, I didn't... Maybe he asked Clyde... Yeah. To ask Arthur telegraphic, tele, uh, whatever, <laughs> telepathically to get the, uh, to get That's the true. I've got this whole backstory now <laughs> for Kryptonite. But, uh, uh, he, he said he didn't blast Luther, but he wanted to, he wanted to obliterate him, and I was close to losing control, which is, I mean, losing your temper. So he's like, oh, Batman here, have this Kryptonite. I was like, I don't know, was just, everyone loses their temper. I don't know if that was like, I mean, if he loses his temper, it has slightly bigger implications. That's true. But it's like, if Lex dies, it's not the worst thing ever. You know, He's not going to lose his temper with, I don't know, Jimmy, and vaporise him. Yeah. Um, but anyway... But that's showing us his sacrifice. It is a Superman thing to do. Yeah. It's like, you know... Even if Superman won't, he's worried that he might. So he's like, hey, you know, just in case you keep it. Um, but Batman says he never had to use it because he was always in control. And again, yeah, we get a little... the... Sorry, carry on. No, again, it's a little statement. You know, Cyborg's like, you know, he never acted for himself. You know, again, stuff you'd say at awake. Uh, yeah. But then Cyborg Superman shows up. And Batman starts to wonder if the kryptonite would work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so Batman. Like, yeah. oh no, I, would, uh, I wonder if I should test this on these other Superman. I think it also shows, like, he's not he's not impressed by people pretending to be Superman. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. And they, they, uh, they're all like, there's no way he's Superman. Yeah. Basically. Uh, and that's where it ends. And that's like a little lead into Reign of the Superman, I guess, at the end, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, so... I liked it. Yeah, I did too. I I didn't really know what to expect. I was like... Because I saw it, but I was like, it's Louis Simonson, so it's probably going to be decent. I mean, I was just curious. 
Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, really no, hard like to tell because I mean, yeah, you know, she can write, but like, you know, it's such an obscure tie-in, and it was like a digital-only release, so it's like, is it just going to be phoning it in? But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I highly, if you liked the animated films, I highly recommend you pick this up because. It's and if you're interested universe. in reading it, I highly recommend checking out the animated film. Yes. Yeah, to the just know exactly, put you in that good. world first. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. I'm glad I read it. I'm very lucky I picked it up so cheap. And yeah, uh, yeah it was a fun read. It's almost like a third little movie of vignettes. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, but I think in some ways told better because you're not, you're not confused by... Uh, having to fit it into film format mm. and um, what the voices are like and stuff yeah. like that. It's just I really I like the different moods. I mean I think I, I get I get the thing about the Jimmy thing in the middle, but I like how it broke it up. Yeah. Uh, and but yeah, you get to the. I feel like you get by the point you get to the actual wake stories, you really start to. And uh, and through the wake story, seeing what Superman meant to people, uh, mm. and just for someone like me who doesn't know, who hasn't read that much Superman, I like that it gave me this whole. I get some of his enemies, I get some of his newspaper stuff with, even if it's from Jimmy's perspective, yeah. and then I get the what the rest of the Justice League, what he's done with them, how they feel about him. Um, it was a very satisfying sort of three parts. Yeah. Yeah, the first, the first and last part were showcasing Superman. The second part, I think, was more setting up Reign of the Superman and future stuff. Like that was that was like a tie-in part, which is fine. Um, and you know, it was also cool to see it the, that day from a different point of view, someone yeah. on the ground. So, yeah, I generally quite liked the artwork. It wasn't really yeah, missed. Yeah, it was nothing that I. There was nothing. That I didn't like. I, yeah. I don't know if it's one I'd be like, oh, I must buy it for the artwork. And mm. It's outstanding, oh, no. yeah. but it was, it there was nothing that jolted me out of it to make me not enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can probably pick up the trade for pretty cheap. Um, mm. If not, like I think Rebecca, you got it off Kindle or whatever for like one pound. Yeah, so. I got it for one pound ten off Kindle uh, over Christmas. Yeah. Just after we talk, started talking about doing the podcast after we watched the film. And so I just chucked it in my wish list and it was went for like a pound in one of the, the sales. Yeah. And I was like, fine, if, if I can't fight. Because I was also looking on eBay and I was like, well, if I can't pick it up cheap on eBay, then... Mm. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I don't mind reading it digitally for a pound. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, uh, if you want to see us talk about the film that this was tying into... I'll put a link in the show notes to the DCAU podcast, and we will be recording our thoughts on Reign of the Superman, the follow-up, in yeah, a couple uh, of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks, yeah. I'm yeah. Looking forward to that. And I now feel really in the mood for it, so... Yeah. When are we recording that? Uh, yeah, next, next week, <laughs> We haven't probably. 100% decided, but soon. <laughs> next, next episode, uh, I think it'll be a couple of worlds finest issues maybe uh with dave until then are you doing the um the current run of world's finest no no like uh like issues from the 70s okay cool um so yeah until next time you know uh don't be a jerk or at your wake no one will have anything good to say no one will have anything good to say make sure you befriend all sea creatures in your path so that there's a good story to tell Especially models. Not, not big sharks. No. It's not a good idea. Well, unless uh, they're Jeff the Land Shark. Well, yeah, they're like great whites or <laughs> you know, brown sharks. Um, Alright, see ya. Bye. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.